Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. It's said that any society is three missed meals away from chaos. Think of that. We saw it in New Orleans when the levees broke. Three days and it's chaos. Three skipped meals in any society and it's chaos. Have you solved your food problem yet? Imagine what would happen if those that depend on you had no access to food because of whatever is going on in the world. The last thing you want to do is suffer through a crisis without access to food. And that's why I encourage you to take decisive action now while you can to protect yourself and your family by building an emergency food supply. My Patriot Supply is standing by to help right now. This week, their four-week food supply is 99 bucks. That's 140 adult servings of easy-to-cook food that lasts up to 25 years, but you got to order now. Call 888-411-6875 or visit preparewithbeck.com. Limit two at this special $99 price, but the number to call is 888-411-6875 or you can go online at preparewithbeck.com. When Karl Marx was born in Prussia, in what is now part of Germany in 1818, 94% of the world's population lived in poverty. 84% lived in extreme poverty. Feudalism as an economic system left a lot to be desired, like food. The capitalist system under the direction of the Constitution of the United States dramatically changed all of that. In one of the greatest achievements in the history of mankind, today, just 9.6% of the world's population lives in extreme poverty. In 1818, however, America was just 42 years old and still developing, but it was already becoming the envy of the world. The capitalist or free market system was beginning to take hold and starting to pull this country's citizens out of poverty. It was providing new opportunity for millions of citizens and the immigrants beginning to flood its shores. Europe, however, was a different matter. There were still monarchies and feudalism in place throughout much of the continent. But great change was taking hold. Industrialization was bringing scores of people from the country to the cities, which were quickly becoming overcrowded. There was also massive discontent. Marx would take advantage of this discontent. It's interesting to note that the founder of communism, Karl Marx himself, actually came from a wealthy family. His mother and father were both Jewish. But since Jews were banned from elite Prussian circles, his father converted to Lutheranism. Marx became radicalized at an early age, and during his college years in Bonn and Berlin, he wrote for a radical newspaper. He despised what he saw of capitalism from his vantage point. After receiving his doctorate in philosophy, he and his wife moved to Paris in 1843, where there was already a growing movement towards socialism. It was there that he would meet a man who would become his lifelong friend and colleague, Friedrich Engels. The two of them had supposedly been drawn to the plight of the workers from their childhoods. They both believed that the profits made by the companies that employed them were stolen from the wages the workers should have received. As the two fed off each other, they became more and more radical in their thinking until they actually became revolutionaries and were eventually expelled from France. They moved on to Belgium and in 1848 began to work on a pamphlet to share their beliefs. Initially entitled, A Communist Confession of Faith, by the time they published the work, mostly written by Marx, they had changed the name of the pamphlet to The Communist Manifesto. 
In it, they described the struggles of the various classes of the people throughout history and discussed how the means of production were the key to creating a new ruling class. They believed the acceptance and rise of this new ideology was inevitable. To Marx, the bourgeoisie, or property-owning class, was mercilessly taking advantage of the proletariat, or working class. There were two conflicting revolutionary messages prevalent in France in the 1840s. Anarchy, the total lack of government, and the other, communism, total control by massive government. Their radical ideas were all contained in the manifesto. Infamous phrases such as, Working men of all countries unite. The proletarians have nothing to lose but their chains. They have a world to win. And the theory of communists may be summed up in a single sentence. Abolition of private property. Marx was well-educated, a philosopher and economist. People, especially the working class, who had very little in their lives, listened to him. As a revolutionary, that made him dangerous. He returned to Germany later in 1848 with the idea of creating a revolution among workers. He was repeatedly arrested, tried and acquitted for various anti-government actions. When the working class attempted but ultimately failed at a revolution in 1848, Marx was again banned from the country. And France wouldn't accept him either, considering him a political threat, as leftist revolutionary thought was taking root there as well. In 1849, the man without a country... Karl Marx, moved to Britain with his wife and children. It was there he would live out the rest of his life in London. In 1867, he wrote another handbook for communist thinkers, Das Kapital. It was published in his home country, Germany, and then translated into many other languages. In it, he made the point that the motivating force for capitalism was to exploit workers and that property rights simply kept the rich people rich and poor people poor. Marx would write two more volumes of the book, which would only be edited and published after his death at the age of 64, in 1883, by his friend Friedrich Engels. Marx never experienced the communist revolution he sought in his lifetime, but his ideas would simmer for decades in the minds of others. Das Kapital, for instance, resonated in certain parts of the world, it sold 15 times faster in Russia than in Germany. One of the young Russians it heavily and immediately influenced was a 17-year-old boy named Vladimir Lenin. Lenin, who was also from a wealthy family, had already been somewhat influenced by his radical older brother. His behavior became more erratic after the death of his father when Vladimir was 16. Then, when Lenin was 17, his older brother, Alexander, joined with a radical anti-government cell and plotted to kill the Tsar. Their plan was discovered, and Alexander and the rest of the cell were arrested and executed. So in 1887, the anger burning inside of him over the execution of his brother, coupled with the ideas he was getting from Karl Marx, Vladimir Lenin's die was cast. He was a Marxist revolutionary from that time forward, believing that only violent revolution would bring about the change he desired. In 1893, Lenin had risen to a senior position in a Marxist revolutionary cell that called themselves Social Democrat. His anti-government activities would get him arrested and put in prison for a year while awaiting sentencing. 
There was no trial, and after a year, he was sentenced to three years in exile in eastern Siberia. After his exile, Lenin returned to his previous radical activities, funded in part by his mother. He traveled multiple times to Europe, seeking the help, advice, and strategies of other social democrats, who were actually, of course, Marxists. By 1917, Russia was in great turmoil. They had lost more young men to World War I than any country in any war the world had ever seen. The economy was in shambles. The country was ripe for revolution, which finally broke out. The Tsar Nicholas II was overthrown, and he and his family were executed. A provisional government took over. That government didn't sit well with the more radical communist Bolsheviks, now led by Vladimir Lenin. Lenin pushed the Bolsheviks into a second revolution, which successfully overthrew the provisional government. Sixty-nine years after Karl Marx wrote the Communist Manifesto, one of his disciples, Vladimir Lenin, was selected by the Bolshevik Council to lead the new communist government. Lenin became the first chairman of the Council of People's Commissars of the Soviet Union and the first communist leader of a communist country in world history. Lenin tread carefully with his language at first, knowing that the Russian people would be shocked by his Marxist-Communist ideology. He instead focused on speaking of the plight of the working class and continually used terms like democratic socialists rather than Marxist or communists. If that sounds familiar, that's because it's the exact same language that Bernie Sanders uses today. Well, we're going to win because first we're going to explain what democratic socialism is. And what democratic socialism is about is saying that it is immoral and wrong that the top one-tenth of one percent in this country own almost 90 percent. Lenin also immediately began silencing his critics. He had tens of thousands of hostages and prisoners executed. He had hundreds of thousands of rebellious workers and peasants, those he claimed to be fighting for, murdered between 1918 and 1922. His policies led to the Russian famine of 1921. With his people starving, many were killed by Russian troops as they attempted to obtain food for their families. In all, five million people died in the famine of 1921. He sent other dissenters to concentration camps where many, if not most, died. Whatever Karl Marx's intention for his theory, in practice, it was off to an incredibly horrific start. Lenin fell to ill health and died in 1924. But his successor turned out to be even worse. The carnage to come was unthinkable. His successor's name was Joseph Stalin. More on the next installment. Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's said that any society is three missed meals away from chaos. Think of that. We saw it in New Orleans when the levees broke. Three days and it's chaos. Three skipped meals in any society and it's chaos. 
Have you solved your food problem yet? Imagine what would happen if those that depend on you had no access to food because of whatever is going on in the world. The last thing you want to do is suffer through a crisis without access to food. And that's why I encourage you to take decisive action now while you can to protect yourself and your family by building an emergency food supply. My Patriot Supply is standing by to help right now. This week, their four-week food supply is 99 bucks. That's 140 adult servings of easy-to-cook food that lasts up to 25 years, but you got to order now. Call 888-411-6875 or visit preparewithbeck.com. Limit two at this special $99 price, but the number to call is 888-411-6875 or you can go online at preparewithbeck.com. 